Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. Well, here we are, episode 65 of Rule of Two. So happy to be back here on this Monday with Mark Fernandez. And right off the bat, I want to tell everybody listening at home, watching in the chat, watching on Collider Video, we have a very special guest joining us on Rule of Two, making it the Rule of Three today. And that would be Josh Lucas from Den of Nerd. You are here. You are on the line. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. I'm Thank good, you. Man. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm doing chill. You're you chill? Know? You're I'm, chill? I'm, I'm yeah, chill. Yeah. Fernandez, Josh, Welcome into the show. We got Fernandez right now in quite the mood. I'm I'm digging this mood of yours. You're very yeah, you're very right. soft spoken. You're very you're very. Uh, it seems like you're it's having just, some you know, some pondering you know, going it, on it, here. It, it, it's like um, I forgot what movie it was. Maybe it was Platoon or something. But oh no, was it was it Full Metal Jacket that introduced the concept of the seven mile stare? Oh God, what is that? It's either platoon. It's either platoon or Full Metal Jacket. If anybody in the chat knows, chime it in. Yeah, chime in there with the chat. We got you going. I see you, Rule of Two Army, and the hashtags rise happening. The seven mile stare. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's like when you've been in the battle for so long. Right. You know. Right. You just like it's just another day in the battle. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know. So, it is, sir. It, would, it wouldn't be anything to do with our title where we're talking about the fandom here and whether or not The Rise of Skywalker is going to bring some people back. I hope so, man. I hope so. And look, we're going to talk a lot about the fans. You know, We're going to give our, our feelings about where we think the fandom is. I mean, like, I think the three of us have a unique perspective on it. Yes. Because we're always, uh, you know, we're deeply involved, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in it. And we get a lot of fan feedback. You know, I, th- I think that yeah. that's the key, right? So, right. Josh, I mean, how, how long have you been doing the, the uh, YouTube thing? Uh, a little over two years now, um, but I mean the Star Wars stuff and like the Marvel stuff for me has really, really picked up. I would say in the last six to eight months, where you know we saw like a pretty dramatic jump. But yeah. you know, before I was even doing that, I mean, like I was hanging out on Reddit, I was hanging out on YouTube channels, like you know, I, like you said, like just been involved in the fandom. So yeah, about two years. 
And you started off with Marvel or with Star Wars? My very first video ever actually is a Star Wars video, and it's literally talking about how I think Ray could be like a new incarnation of Vader. Um, but <laughs> I like I that. Like literally, yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun video. Literally, I think the very next video was maybe about Kevin Feige, um, and yeah, so I've just been talking about um, that for about two years. And I will say this too, uh, Fernandez, because you know we were t talking a little bit before we went live and all of that, and you were saying you you really need a win. Uh, I'm here to say, man, that uh, I think Kevin Feige Star Wars is is that win, mm. yeah. and uh, I would I would love to talk about that as well because that's something I'm very passionate. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into uh, that because because I definitely have my thoughts about that. I have my own theories about that um, that people think I'm crazy for, but I actually really, really sincerely believe it. So, um, yeah, look, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a packed show. We're not gonna be able to do. Uh, calls because yeah. we got our friend Josh with us. That's right. But we 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 are looking at the chat. If any of those questions come in, we'll you know we're ready to answer them. Um, and just for the record, it's the thousand mile stair. Right. I, I saw I, that. I see. Okay. I see. I got corrected. The seven mile stair. The reason I say that it's actually kind of interesting is that in Florida, where I'm from, uh, sp specifically Miami and the Florida Keys, there's a bridge called the Seven Mile Bridge. That has like this like extremely oh, is that the the true lies bridge it is the true lies bridge. There it, is. it is the true lies bridge okay and this bridge has a lot of like sentimental value to me and it's almost like this sort of surrealistic magical realism yeah. thing that i go through like when you cross the seven mile bridge it's a bridge literally over that runs over the ocean i mean right. it's, it's the most amazing thing in the world it's beautiful yeah so it's a seven, great set piece for yeah. true lies are you yeah. kidding me so the seven mile stair is incorrect it's a thousand mile stair but i'm still going to be looking out at the chat what movie is that from i want to know but we should kick off the show yeah we're going to kick off the show because we do have Josh Lucas in from Den of Nerds, and we're happy to have you. This is episode 65 of Rule of Two Rise. Man, it is cool to hear that uh, being actually a part of the show. That is pretty sweet. That's right. It's uh, Rule of Two, Episode 65. Thank you for joining us here on Collider Videos. We go live every Monday at 5 p.m. PST, and we, we are on the Jedi Council Podcast One feed if you're listening at home. And you heard him up top. We have Josh Lucas from Den of Nerds joining us here. We're going to talk a lot about the fandom. We're going to talk a lot about Rise of Skywalker and The Mandalorian. But, Josh, thank you for joining us, man. We touched a little bit about your first video. It was a Star Wars video. You've touched on Marvel. How are things going with you? And I know... There's also stuff that you're working on uh, as far as, um, you know, fandom stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah that is correct. You, uh, did, you, now, are... did you launch a video or something? Is so, this what's happening? So, so wait a minute. Before Josh goes into it, yeah, yeah. we have another yeah. correction. Okay? We do have another correction. So, first of all, Rule of Two has no fact checkers. You know, let's just make that clear. There's no fact checkers. We get stuff <laughs> wrong all the time. It's our internet. Yeah, it, our internet is our fact checking. Yeah, yeah. Cody's the closest thing we have to a fact checker. He does a great job. He tries hard to, you know, to rescue us from the Scarlet Pit. Right. But it turns out it's the thousand yard stare. Oh, we got corrected sounds, again. Yeah. That okay. About right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> thousand yard stare. Yeah, and we're still looking for the movie. And we 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 do want. The movie. <laughs> We're hoping for the movie. And before this turns into the like the five meter stare or the or the five mile right. stare, however right. wrong we are, the movie would be good. So, uh, but thank you everybody for joining us. We do want to talk about yeah. a whole bunch of stuff right away, though, guys. Uh, I'll put a pin on that one question there, Josh, because we'll get to that because the the chat right now is asking. 
Did we see the Mandalorian teaser? Josh, did you see the new teaser yeah. that introduced Ming-Na Wen's character? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that trailer is dope, but I think the the real gem in there is the Nick Nolte Ugnaught. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. And not just because it's Nick Nolte and an Ugnaught, which is in and of itself amazing. <laughs> but I mean, what he's saying, right? He's like, he's literally saying, I've never met a Mandalorian before. I've only heard the stories. Yeah. And I love that idea because if you're, if you're a really kind of a casual Star Wars fan and you haven't seen like Clone Wars or Rebels, you might have not really seen many Mandalorians. Boba and Django are, I think, on the, the official press release for the thing. Um, and so I just think that's so cool, man, them building yeah. up this thing, the Mandalorian as a, as a thing, right? I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a new, it's like, I know we got it in the Clone Wars, we got a lot of that, and uh, Rebels also touched on it, but the idea of being able to get it live action to introduce it to the world, um, it felt like when Ray said, Luke Skywalker, that's a legend, you know, getting this backstory yeah. that's like this mythology building, mm. I'm excited for it to be in this show. Nick Nolte is the voice of that little creature? Yeah, he does, and, and I believe he did some motion capture work for it as huh. well. Interesting. Um, so if you tell me Nick Nolte as an Ugnaught, it's, I mean, sign me up. I mean, this is back, like, maybe Look, back in 1983. Nick Nolte is one of the great ones. He's one of the greats. Mm. I mean, did you ever see Cape Fear? Are you kidding me? Did he I ever see Cape Fear? Yeah. Of course. You mean yeah. Martin Scorsese's yeah, of remake yeah. of Cape Fear? He kills it in that. Crushes. Yeah, I love him Absolutely in that. kills it in that. Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Yeah. 48 Hours. Come on. I mean, the guy is a legend. He also did a short with uh, Martin Scorsese. Um, it was a series of shorts with a few different directors. I think Scorsese, Woody Allen. Um, I forget the other ones that were in it. But it was where he plays an artist. And um, he's... Um, he has a girlfriend, a live-in girlfriend. I forget what it's called, but it's also great. There was a period of time where Nick Nolte was in, was literally on top of the world. Beaches. Um, beaches. Or, or, or I'm sorry, not Beaches. Um, the one where he plays, uh, is well, it not Beaches? Beach. No, no, no. That's Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey. No, no, no. It's the one where he, it is with Bette Midler, where she's like uh, the, the Prince of Tides. Oh, right. The Prince, Prince of Tides the and Prince Barbara of Streisand. Yeah, and Barbara Streisand. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not Beaches. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of Down and Out in Beverly Hills with Bette Midler and Nick Nolte and Richard Dreyfus. Right, right, right. Anyway, so look, this is a Star Wars podcast. We could bring is it Is it? Because yeah. I want it to be a Nick Nolte podcast today. But, um, yeah, but so look, uh, Josh, I, um, I want to ask you a few things. Um, give, me, give me your sort of high-level take or, or your thoughts about the current state of the Star Wars fandom, and not kind of like a general thing that, like, if you were to take like a survey of the entire fandom, but the fandom as you see it relative to your channel, you get, you know, you have a few Star Wars videos that have incredible amount of views, so you have a lot of engagement, a lot of chatter going on in those videos. What, what, do, what are you seeing from the Star Wars audience in your content? Great question. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's a good question. I, so here's the thing. I, I, I want to sort of preface my thoughts on it by saying that I do think part of the problem with the fandom itself is that everybody lenses what the hey, fandom is. Hey, Josh, for a second there, we're getting a lot of feedback from the fans here that your, that your audio is really low. Um, oh, is the audio low? Is that better, uh, guys? I, I mean, I mean, we're literally talking yeah, to a group of six hundred people. So yeah, yeah, it might that. it might be also our Skype connection. So we'll. I mean, because we'll, I can hear him great. Yeah, I can hear too. Um, so we are listening to you guys in the chat. So we'll do our best here. But uh, Josh, and, and you, Full yeah, Metal Jacket I'm, is I'm the movie right Thousand Yards. Yep, Thousand Yards. And uh, Full Metal Jacket, 
is the movie. Yeah, there so, we go. So, so thank you for yeah. joining us on Full this metal. podcast. Full nice. Metal Jacket meets nice. Nick Nolte. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, uh, and hopefully, I don't know, I, I've, I've looked at my audio. I think that uh, that's as high as I can get it, I think. Um, but um, I would just say that I, I would preface this by saying that the the way that everybody looks at the fandom is really through, like, they lens it through the little groups that they're in online, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's crazy to say that the Star Wars fandom is in a tumultuous place. Yeah. And I think that if you just look on social media, you don't really have to look far to see how true that is and how tumultuous the the fan base has really gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like a ton of different thoughts about why that is how we got there but ultimately for me it's like it's way less important of who's to blame and it's more like like how how do we how do we move past it you know what i mean how do we yeah. move forward and that's really what i have been focusing on in the video that i did yesterday which i'm sure we'll we'll talk about and we'll get into that that video is aimed at a way forward it's aimed at trying to create this thing called the gray order the gray order is just a fan group um, much like the fan group that's out there known as the Fandom Menace. But the idea behind the group that I'm creating is to be sort of positive focused and ultimately just to create like a better fan. You know, like you say, you know, we're talking about um, can episode nine put the fan base back together? It, it cannot. The no. only thing that can put the fan base back together is Star Wars fans, um, in my opinion. So yeah. that's 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 the baseline of where I'm at. You know, I think it's 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 tough. I mean, I think social media has created a a new kind of interaction amongst not only filmmakers but fans and 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 like-minded fans and people that like one thing and maybe don't like another and it's become something that over time I've witnessed it just get pretty pretty hard to kind of wade through the 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 noise and figure out like well how can I hear you and how can I listen? I think last week I really said, and, and jumping off what your video, the gray order that you're doing, Josh, is that I understand when people are upset about a movie, and I understand when they create hashtags and groups and they want it, they want to speak and they want to be heard because I think at the at the beginning of all of that is a love for Star Wars, no matter what it is, no matter what faction, and I don't like calling it factions either because I I, I just love Star Wars. And I and yeah. I I just want to talk to people. If you're fandom menace or gray order, I don't care. I want to be having a good conversation. When come, somebody comes at me and calls me names or whatever, I think that defeats the purpose. You're not able to really talk about anything. But if you come and say, "Hey, this is like I didn't like the Last Jedi, and here's why," and whether or not it's this, it's this big thing, like I was mentioning on something where two of my friends that I did Star Wars with did not like The Last Jedi, and I had a long conversation with them where they couldn't believe that I liked it. And it was interesting to be with two of my best, best friends in the world away from social media and having a conversation where I could understand their points, and we had this great conversation for literally an hour Mm -hmm. that didn't resort to name-calling. I didn't throw my friend through a wall or anything. It was just like we had a good time (laughs) talking about it. So, look, I'm laughing a little bit because we're having some technical issues, and I think – is Josh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I think we lost your video, and for a second there, I I saw Thad and Cody in the booth. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so we're off to a great start today, but look um, (laughs) – yeah, dude just disappeared like Luke. <laughs> Thanks, Dax. I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, he's back. Force projection, anyways. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 look. Let me let me jump in on my thoughts on this stuff. Um, yep. Because um, the 
And this, like last week, I saw for the first time the Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, video okay. where he kind of loses his, his shit. Yeah. And um, he's talking about, um, you know, how uh, the fan, you know, the fandom is mad because Han Solo gave uh, Ray the, the Millennium Falcon. And I think that that's an extremely oversimplification of all the matters. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah. Um, but one one point that he did make that I thought was really, really, really interesting. And if Freddie Prince Jr. is listening, I'd love to get him on the show. I think he's a fascinating, fascinating dude. He's awesome. With an incredible history and, yeah. and, and such a, a, a unique set of experiences. But yeah. he talks about... He talks about how, how Lucas trained Filoni, and then Filoni taught him as he was directing him through uh, Rebels and stuff yeah. like that, um, yeah. about the nature of the Force and how the nature of the Force dictates outcomes um, separately from what uh, the characters themselves do as characters, okay? okay. And how the, the Force will always balance itself out, right? There's always two and two and yeah. stuff like this. The balance. Now, yeah. there's a lot of holes in that if you actually look at the movies. And it doesn't always right. carry one for one. But in a broad stroke, you can't see it, right? You, you can't see the idea that the Emperor seduces Anakin um, you know, because uh, killing him would create an unbalance in the Force that might turn out worse for him. So the better course of action was to seduce him. I thought that that was fascinating, and it made a lot of sense to me yeah. how, then, how the Force gives twins, and the twins are the ones set to fight Vader and, um, and the Emperor and all these things. And all that stuff to me makes a lot of sense, okay? Yeah. And I can see how um, the fans start coming up with their own headcanon, which I do too, all right? Oh, God, I do it. Building up their own expectations. We built Collider Jedi Council on the, that very right. thing, and speculation yeah, 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 and talking. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah, I, the reality... Yeah, 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 there you are, Josh, yeah. And then I think sometimes the reality of what you get versus the reality of what you think you're going to get, the Delta is so far apart from each other that it creates a little frustration, right? Right. Um, so yeah. there's that. But now I do think that... A lot of these things were kind of potentially thrown out the window a little bit with these new, uh, you know, with this new sequel trilogy. Because like we talked about on our, on our last show with Josh Robert Thompson, this episode nine movie to me feels like it's episode one of a completely new thing. Like hmm. there, there isn't. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. There isn't a lot going on here that you can say, oh, this is a direct continuation of the story that we got before, you so know? Is it like uh, two teams right. battling it out in a half and going up by two touchdowns, going down by three touchdowns, and then going back to tied up at halftime? Yeah, so, so you know what? Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that one more time because I think I'm confusing myself a little bit. My biggest frustration with the new Star Wars, and I can see how this is a frustration also for our fake George Lucas and our deep fake videos, um, for a, a big part of the fandom is that Star Wars was always built on the premise of pushing the art of cinema forward, mm -hmm. okay? It was always built on that idea that this is like, yes, it's a, all, it's a great story that's, as, you know, that's super archetypical and about the hero's journey and all that stuff, sure. but it, it's told in um, the lens of pushing what's possible with cinema with every single film, right? Right. Every single yeah. Star Wars movie innovated cinema further. We get companies like ILM and Skywalker Sound and THX and all kinds of stuff because of these movies. And there's no doubt that the uh, uh, fan, uh, I'm sorry, the Force Awakens 
is, as George Lucas himself quoted on the interview with, with, uh, with uh, Rose, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was before that. Bob Iger kind of revealed in his but, book. In but his he, book, he talks about it. But he yeah. quotes it as that Star Wars, like Disney wanted to do a soft reboot. I mean, it, it was, yeah. you know, there's no qualms about it. They identified it as a soft reboot. Right. And I think by messing with the most important part of the formula of what made Star Wars special, because even if you didn't love the prequels when they came out, everybody was still talking about the fact that Jar Jar was a fully realized digital character, the first of its kind, right? The closest sure. thing before that were dinosaurs and the character from the Abyss and stuff right, like that, right. you know? I mean, there wasn't a lot of examples of that, you yeah. know? T2. T2, I'm yep, sorry, yeah, so yep. T2 was kind of like the one right before it a, a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least the advancements in computer-generated effects. Right. Right. And, you know, and then Attack of the Clones becomes the first digital film ever to, to get, like, a mass-wide release, right? So everything is pushing it forward and forward and forward. And to me, the only movie that's done that in this new Disney, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, slate... Rogue One. ...is Rogue One. Yeah. Because Rogue yeah. One, when you get um, Tarkin... I mean, I remember it took me, like... Like, I questioned in my head. I was like... Isn't this like? Isn't Peter Cushing dead? Like, you know, didn't he pass away? I mean, you know, dead is a little hard, harsh, but no, I, I see where you're going. For a few minutes, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, my brain was like combobulated. I was like, "Wow, that's a Lucas effort. That's a Lucas level effort." Right. You know, and, and, and like I think this. So I, I understand a little bit of where the anger comes from with the fan base. <laughs> it's not about not swallowing the fact that there's two and the both force balances it out and we're angry about a woman receiving the Millennium Falcon. Like that's way oversimplifying it. I think yeah. we're I think we're a little bit more distraught about the fact that it's negating the core brand values that made Star Wars what it was under Lucas. Yeah, I I I I agree with that in theory. But here's the thing. I know that there could be an argument made that it's like these Star Wars movies in the sequel era are not advancing like the prequels did the original trilogy before it. At the end of the day, there's a huge fan base for these things that are maybe not even thinking about that. So when there are arguments happening and debates online where you bring up that, I, I'm going down to the, the, the meat of it is that there are people that like them and there are people that don't and they fight over it. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, yeah. well, how can we get through and talk about this? Because when we go in and we acknowledge some of these things and like, you know, a guy in here in the chat right now that every single word he puts in here is I hate the last Jedi. <laughs> Read you loud and clear, brother. It's probably just it's probably just Fernandez on there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no. And I, get I don't it. hate the last Jedi. But, I don't but hate like it. when you go over and over and over and over again in our chat and I'm seeing you, I'm not going to call you out, but it's like. Okay, what is that doing for the conversation? Right. Not right, much. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, but is how do you acknowledge some of these things where right. we can have a conversation? To Josh, to your point, creating the gray order, you're trying to create a pathway between these two, to these two factions and bring right. them together to have a conversation that doesn't have, yeah. a, well, they didn't do this. Well, it didn't do that. It's like. Right, right, right. So, yeah, speak a little bit on that. I mean, like, are okay. you – like, how did this video do for you? And, oh, you it's know, crushing. it's crushing. Great. It's absolutely crushing. But here's the thing. So there was a lot – there's a lot that uh, that Fernandez just went into, and I want to touch on a couple of different things. I think it actually is, is, is pretty important to what the real problem is. So what's interesting is 
with the Freddie Prince Jr. comments, I don't think any fans have a problem with what he's saying about the force and how he's talking about George Lucas and he's talking about um, Dave Filoni. Um, I don't think fans have a problem with that. It was particularly the comments he made about how there are fans that are just mad because uh, Han Solo handed the Falcon to a female. Now, mm -hmm. the reason that this is what is actually going on in the fan base. The, if you shift the conversation to the merits of the film, what's actually going on with the films. And I think, and this is something I tell my audience all the time. I say, look, even if you like the sequel trilogy, I think that you should still probably desire better Star Wars films in the future because you should just be looking for better films. And like, you know, you were saying, Lucas always pushed the envelope. And I don't even think it's debatable that Disney decided to sort of restart Star Wars instead of move forward with Star Wars, which was probably a mistake. You know, just objectively, I just think that was probably a mistake. But that's not what's tearing the fan base apart. What's tearing the fan base apart is the fact that these things get co-opted into this weird culture war. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, if you don't like the sequel trilogy, you get called uh, a person that's a bigot or a person that, you know, name, name your phrase. Yeah. Right. Um, you get, you get literally told that you just don't like that Han Solo handed the Falcon to Ray. Now, right. I don't care who you are. Like if you're told that to your face or even just online, like that is going to offend you. You know what I mean? And I think too, that there are people that are sequel trilogy supporters that are literally just as toxic about these issues because they will do kind of like what Freddie did. You know, no digs on Freddie. I'm sure he's got a lot on his mind. You know, he's, he, he gets it way worse than we do. And I get it to the point where, like, it's, like, ridiculous. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. But when you, stay, when you say stuff like that, not being fully aware of what's actually going on in the fan base, you upset a bunch of different people. And so there are these people, you know, like members of the fandom menace, and to be fair, none of them are here to necessarily um, speak up for themselves or try to clarify their points. I'm just talking about my perspective on what they are and how they operate. They dug in and sort of capitalized off of bringing the culture war into Star Wars. When they mm. make videos talking about how Kathy Kennedy has a feminist agenda, this, that, and the other thing, it's terrible, and it really it, it causes a rift that doesn't need to be there. Because like you guys were just talking about, you weren't talking about any of that. You're talking about George. You're talking about the films. You're talking about the productions, the decisions. I think those are not only fair conversations but important conversations to have, and they're conversations that are not very divisive. But that's not what's going on in online in a lot of these different spaces. Mm. There are people that post videos. Like, for instance, let's talk about your uh, George Lucas deep fake videos, which are hilarious. Yeah. Oh, thank you. There are people that <laughs> yeah. literally retweet these videos and call them toxic, and they want George to shut you guys down. And it's like, did we all lose our minds? Like, yeah. have we right. lost our minds? Yeah. That is that's toxic but by but the way toxic going on on this side as well you know what i mean by the way we have confirmation okay from several different sources so it, it's it's factual at this point right that george lucas actually did see the video um and that he laughed his ass off and that he thought a few lines yeah. were particularly hilarious so we're uh, we're all extremely excited about that so look before we jump into the next thing because i want to I want to address some of the things that Josh is saying. We did get a super chat that I want to look at real quick. Yeah, um, I saw that. Do you want to read it out? Yeah, then? I'll read it out. Let me find it real quick. 
Uh, Mark C., he writes us and says, The Last Jedi didn't make me angry. It broke my heart. To me, it's the bad ingredient that ruined the meal that took 40 years to make. It'll take a long time to get over, but the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan can help. Mark, I thank you for that. Yeah, that is a, honest. It's more of a thought than a question. Thank you for that, Mark. It's a thought. It's, a, it's, it, it's something, and in, in, to be honest with you, I appreciate when you're honest. Yeah. And it doesn't involve cursing. I'm sorry. I'm not, and I'm not some fucking yeah. prude either. But it's like I, it's just that I respond better when it's like but it's a conversation. Yeah. And like I think we actually reached a point here that I'd love to articulate because I think it's important. And I, and I think Josh put a nice uh, uh, little button on it. But there's two things going on here. There's this culture war that's happening on 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 Twitter mostly yeah um, yep. that's like you know I'm a blue person I'm a red person I you know if yep. I'm blue I hate red if I'm red I hate blue and you got to be either or I always was you know I always grew up in a, and I've said this example before um, you know my grandfather took me to buy a a Sega master system um, because I was convinced that the Sega Master System was better than the Nintendo uh, Entertainment System. How dare you, sir? Right. And, and like, you know, <laughs> like I was really stressed out, and my grandfather told me, he's like, why, why do you have to choose? Why does it have to be either or? Why can't it be both? Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, so, so to me, um, that, that, you know, which is why I appreciate the gray order uh, sentiment, is that you don't have to be so hardline about your sure. opinion, because that that naturally makes you close-minded if you're only looking at one side of the equation. So now you have this culture war that's happening throughout Twitter about a million different things, mostly about being blue and, ble- and being red, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's no in-between. I, you know, I hate this. Everything is whatever, whatever, whatever. Now we, ha- we have these movies, these Star Wars movies. Um, that have nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's just a friggin' movie about a galaxy far, far away, right? And now it gets co-opted into this other fight, and it creates this hard-line, you know, divisive nature between fans. And, I mean, for the most part, like, look, Ken Napsok and I, we don't see eye-to-eye on the prequels, and he and I actually want to do a discussion all about Revenge of the Sith yeah, so, yeah. We can, so, so we can dig into it. But we always yeah. have very civil conversation about it, Okay. Same thing with you, right? That's why we do this show. Absolutely. Same thing with me and Schnepp, rest in peace. We used to see things differently, but we used to have great convos about it. Um, Those convos are becoming more and more scarce because everything is just like mudslinging. Like, I hate your prequels. I hate your sequels. You know, there's even a group out there that think that the original trilogy is ashy, right? That that's the adjective that it's old and that it's if you actually watch it, it's a little bit boring and stuff like that. And it's first of all, it's a friggin' movie franchise. Okay, let's just you know let's stop it there. Yeah, And, and it's meant to inspire and give you like daydreams and like let you have like role playing adventures in your mind with your buddies and talking about Star Wars and and all this stuff. That's that's what we should be pushing towards is getting content that we all feel closer to, not not trying to, like, have this huge battle so that eventually we can say I'm the winner, you're the loser, right? That That's such a great – that's exactly what I feel like is happening. It, it's like I'm automatically – could be looked at as a loser for liking The Last Jedi. It's just I'm already right. taken off the board for certain fans that I'm, maybe I'm not considered fill-in-the-blank. I don't know what it is, but – to your point, I just want to have a good conversation because when did we go away from that? I mean, and for you to think that the prequels didn't have its own amount of hate, I saw somebody online that was was saying, ah, the prequels weren't as bad as the sequels trilogy now. And I'm like, right. do you yeah. remember Ahmed yeah. Best? Yeah. Right. Do you the remember Jake guy. Lloyd? 
Both of them went through severe depression yeah. from the amount yeah. of hate they got. Ron Howard had to write a, uh, um, a, a letter to, the, to, I believe it was Rolling Stone magazine, yeah. like reprimanding them for how poorly they treated uh, Jake Lloyd. Right. And like, really? you know, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Oh, no, I was just, I was just flabbergasted by that. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, Ahmad, uh, Ahmed Best actually had a conversation on Twitter. He shared it that he stood on a bridge and really? thought I about heard, it. I heard about that, yeah. And that, thought about right. it. Is that real? Yes. This, and he yeah, then, it's probably real. He yeah, told yeah. his story I mean, to his son. And, and, yeah. and it's that kind of stuff that when you think about it then, you think about these creators, you think about these actors and actresses, and you, we get it too. Josh, you get it. Mark, you get it. I get it. It's it's this thing when Freddie Prince goes on that quote unquote rant, like I think he just had enough. Yeah. Yeah. I and you see it. that and then they use that as even more ammo. Yeah, it was a good rant. It was a great rant. It was a good rant. Dude, I loved what he it's said. It's an epic rant. It's an epic rant. And I think that, you know, one of the things about this whole situation, and by the way, these conversations, you know what I mean? Like you said, like these conversations aren't happening. I have found in the last six days just by sort of shifting my content into more of like a real place that you you come to find that people are actually super thirsty for that realness and for these types of conversations. And I think that we're rounding the bend, perhaps, hopefully, on this kind of way of doing discourse because, like, Twitter's just nowhere, no place to actually have a conversation. I don't even yeah. have a personal Twitter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just, I can't stand it. How, how, but, I, how is your life, Josh? Is it much better? Are you happy with I mean, not Twitter? <laughs> it's pretty good. And I'll be honest with you, like, shout out to Ken Cologne, who's the guy, that he's, a, he's a young man that runs our social media. Mm -hmm. And every time I do get on there, he's like, get over here, old man. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I get on there. Um, but I think, um, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. probably gets it a lot from, from both sides. And I don't think, like, here's another thing. We have to try to not offend people, but we have to try to not be offended. Like, it is a two-way street. Thank you. Right? So, yeah. like, when, when he's saying stuff like that, if you're getting upset about it, maybe check yourself a little bit. This is a Hollywood dude. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was talking about this on the channel the other day where I was like, it used to be a thing, man, where people in Hollywood would espouse progressive views in whatever platform, however – and if you were in the Midwest or you were on the East Coast or wherever you were at, you, it didn't bother you. Like, why would that bother you? Obviously, the, these people have a different worldview than you. And I just don't understand how we got to this place where, you know, a, a Hollywood figure espouses something progressive. And then we want to hang them up and say, like, <laughs> oh, they're part of this narrative. They're, they're doing this thing. It's like, no, yeah. this is and, this makes sense to me. And, I, and I've seen this in some of the discourse, and that's that the Lucasfilm employees are attacking us mm. for having this opinion. Now, I understand that, that you can maybe feel that way, but you got to really think about it this way. You're, there are people that are cursing, yelling, saying horrible, horrible, horrible things to these actors and these directors and yeah. these writers. I mean, Ryan Johnson, I have no idea how he does it. I mean, he's getting bombed. Yeah. For his Knives Out movie saying, F you, because you ruined my childhood. Right, and they said Knives Out is excellent. Knives Out is, is I, where everything I've heard is great. Yeah. So he's getting yelled at, and it's like, I saw something in the chat. It's like, well, they're attacking us. And it's like, mm -hmm. you, it's like you're one person with that opinion. Where are you getting that opinion? You, like, do you honestly feel like Freddie Prince Jr. attacked you? 
Like it, it, it's interesting to me. It's like you have to consider. We've talked about this in our Joker review, Mark. Consider the person. Yeah. The real people behind there. I don't care if they're actors, directors, what have you. There are real people over there. And if they're getting hate 24-7 with half of it too you know, positive and, and, and supportive, you hear the negative stuff more. At least I do. It just yeah. lands with me yeah. a little bit differently. So it's like don't you want to just take a little bit of time to go, what are they going through? I mean it must be awful sometimes as much as it's exciting. Because you get your dream gig. I think everybody in the chat would be like, what, is it, what would it be like to be handed a, a TV show in the Star Wars universe, write something in the Star yeah. Wars universe, a comic, a book, a I mean, movie or whatever. It's you, every dream come true, right? Every dream come true. Yeah. Yet there is a narrative to Benioff and Weiss are like, nah, I want to get out of here. I, I, yeah, I, I, I want to get out of here because of this. But I think there's more than that, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, look, I, I – um, I, yeah, it, it's – See, right? I mean, right here. No, this this person's telling me, nope, Ryan Johnson is a dickhead. Don't deny it. Yeah. How the so, hell do I know that? <laughs> so here's the thing that I'll say about that, because I obviously like I get a lot of this, too. And I talk to a lot of different fans. And, and, I, and I would say this, like I I do agree in in some ways that people at Lucasfilm have been what I would just call careless with the way they approach this stuff. And you can even look at uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s comments. And is he being malicious? Probably not. Is he being careless? I would say probably. Because a little bit, yeah. As, as, this is just, and this is, again, this is just my opinion here. But as someone who is, owns a billion-dollar franchise, right? If you own this billion-dollar franchise, how are you not aware of what is going on out there on social media? How are you not aware of how these things are are are, are happening? Because, for instance, when JJ gets on TV, what didn't JJ get on uh, late night TV, and essentially equate people that didn't like the Ray character to people that didn't like women? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact quote, but like, look, obviously the reasonable person is like, look, he's he's probably being offhanded. Maybe he's talking about specific people that he knows. But my opinion on this is that. If you are the shepherds of this big brand thing, you just got to do better than that. So, so, but what I would say to people is there's plenty of blame to go around in this fan war. And if you're going to sit there and just say, like, D- Disney did this, Kathy did this, Ryan did this, JJ did this, that's not going to move us forward at all. So, right. you know, maybe there's some truth there. And I'm willing to throw a bone to the dog, man. Like, in some ways, yeah, I don't think they should. Like, like the fact that Ryan Johnson brings up Ethan Van Skyver on Twitter. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, you should not be doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what is that? What is that? Yeah. Ethan I... Van Skyver is a, a YouTuber within the fandom menace. And Ryan Johnson literally put up a tweet or something where he's talking about how Ethan Van Skyver blocked him. And, like, first of all, that's just stupid. Like, yeah. like from a business perspective, that's just that's just Right, stupid. right, right. Like, like nobody, you should not let them know. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that, too. I, w- I would be, like, if I was directing a Star Wars movie, which would never happen, but <laughs> if, it, if God forbid or, and, and God help us all and God please <laughs> give me a Star Wars movie to write at least. You're doing time travel in your movie. Uh, really yeah, do. yeah. I'm going to put time travel in and guess, <laughs> guess, guess who's the chosen one? Shmi Skywalker. Right, that's what Shmi, I'm doing. Yeah, um, no, but I would, I would probably stay off of social media. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just, yeah. I just, you know what? 
everybody's going to have an opinion. You can't and let that fine. get to you. You can't you let can't. that get to you. Look, you I mean, look, I get trashed all the time. I'm getting trashed on the chat right now. Yeah, yeah. Riley gets trashed all the time. You're you know, not really looking at the chat, so I don't know. Is it's it probably really best. Yeah, it's oh, fine. No, 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 it's good. You got it's some good, good positivity yeah, yeah, yeah. going on yeah. here as well, Josh, yeah. for your channel. Our fandom, look, look, our fandom is, is why I love this show so much and uh you know we all got busy schedules and we always make time to do it live at five yep. uh every monday uh pst is that um our fans are great yep. you know and our fans i think are taking that ride with us that riley and i are trying to like kind of lead by example not to be too uh high on our, 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 our on, on our space horses or anything but we're trying to lead by example from the perspective that we have very different opinions on the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Okay, very, very different opinions. But our love for Star Wars is much greater than the differences between our opinions about these movies. So it allows yeah. us to have healthy conversations that are fun. Now, we never really get into the politicized part of these movies um, because, you know, to me it's not a – I'll be honest with you. To me it's not a huge factor. You know, like – It's not, yeah. I get when people say, oh, there's like, you know, they're just doing token things and, and, and like, yeah, to some degree, some things do feel a little bit forced and not as natural as I've seen them done in other films where like there's somebody behind a desk with like a checklist of, of things to try to be a little bit more PC to get in there, mm -hmm. which is dangerous. Yeah. You know, if you let a political agenda uh, 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 dictate the makings of a film, it's going to cloud, mm -hmm. it's going to cloud the expression of that film. Absolutely. You know, and then it becomes something different, you know. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes propaganda a little bit. Then it becomes yeah. like, you know, an actual product. Um, so, look, bottom line is I dream of a world where we can all have fun making fun of each other's movies. Like, yeah. you know, there's people that make fun of the prequels. I'm a huge prequel lover. I mean, I love Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. You know, my buddy Jeremy Johns, yeah. he finds holes in the prequels all the time that I don't believe are as harsh as he thinks they are. But we both have fun talking about the prequels. That's what I miss, to be honest with you, because I, I think that, Josh, you were, you were referencing something that Fernandez said off air um, that, that a lot of us, I, I think, feel is that as much as we get excited, like, when we when the Rise of Skywalker trailer dropped the other week, like we were like ah, we were like it, it felt magical again for for that. It does, it you know, does. You know, we were all excited. It's like kickoff. Like, it's like kickoff. It's like kickoff. You're just you're, you're yeah. feeling it. And I remember those times when the Phantom Menace trailer came out, and when the Attack of the even though I walked out of the Phantom Menace, like I really tried to like it, and I was arguing with my roommate. That was like the right, birth you were of to this. Defend it. You were I was defending it, it. Yeah. and then it was years later where I was like, I can't. I didn't really like the prequels that much. And then years later, I went, you know what? I like the prequels. Now, like, you can change your mind. It, it, yeah. it happens all the time. And yeah. you, can, you can get a bit, little bit older. You can see a few more yeah. things, see more movies, hear more information come out when it comes to, like, this is what I wanted to do. This is George Lucas saying, hey, I made these movies to be, like, silent yeah. movies. And so, so, so look, uh, we, we, we're a little bit short on time today. Yeah, we do have to cut it short today. But, Fernandez has some Sith business to get to. But, 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 okay. but, but I do want to ask Josh a few questions, okay? So I'm going to divert the topic a little bit here, Josh, while, while, yeah, while, while we have you on. What do you need from The Rise of Skywalker to it. give you a little bit of – satisfaction and resolution in this whole uh, uh, sequel trilogy? 
So I would say number one, I need Anakin Skywalker to be in this movie. Um, you know, JJ said that uh, you know some people feel weird about bringing Palpatine back, but he doesn't know many books that the last few chapters the main villain isn't in there. Well, you know that by that same logic, Anakin should be in this film in some way or another. Um, I also need a resolution for Ben Solo mm. that is maybe less than obvious. I think like at this point, everybody is feeling like he's going to be redeemed um, and that, uh, you know, he'll probably end up sacrificing himself in some way. Uh, and this skates into weird ter territory for me because I am one of these dirty leak guys. So I have, you know, been down the dark path and have some information about yeah. what might happen in the, in the film. Oh boy! But uh, you, you've been in the cave. You, you've been in the. You cave. went down. You went down the rabbit hole. In, went to the dark cave. Well, yeah. Yeah. Down to the cave, man. Mm -hmm. I went down to the cave like you wouldn't believe. But um, I would say that probably those two things. I need a resolution for Ben that makes sense. I mean, you know, there's some things being said about Ray and the Ray character, and ultimately, I think like you know, the question about will this movie put the fan base back together? I just don't think so. Um, because despite whatever effort they make in this film to uh, make Ray more of an acceptable character to some people, and I like the Ray character, but I just know flatly a lot of people don't, and I just don't know if the third film in a trilogy is where you need the beats that are necessary to make the people on the fence like her. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, so let, let me ask you another one. Um, yeah. Do you need the Snoke thing explained? Because I feel like that's one of my big ones. Like the Snoke thing... Snoke completely destroyed the plan. The plan was Luke was going to rebuild the Jedi Order, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And out of that rebuilding of the Jedi Order, if we listen to Freddie Prince's, uh, you know, teachings from Lucas himself, there would be the dark side of the Force would create some kind of balance and bring up a new dark force, whatever it might be, okay? Right, right, a new right. one. And it would make sense that that new dark force was Snoke, right? Like, it makes sense. But now Snoke, and then Snoke brings you know um, you know uh, Kylo over, and now there's two, yep. and then and then like you know Luke hides or whatever, and it's Luke and Leia. Okay, so you know you can kind of buy into that. But Snoke was done away with in a way that there's been no hints, no tease. And look, I've been down the cave a little bit as well. I know some of the things that they're talking about in the spoilers. We won't talk about that here because. They're, they're, Damn right, I'm going to leave yeah, my yeah. own show. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're unsubstantiated. But Snoke doesn't seem like he's getting any further explanation. Look, I hope I'm wrong about that. But, Josh, yeah, what do I, you think? I, I think you're right, too. Sorry, Josh, because yeah. I'll add this to the question. Yeah. I think that you're getting the backstory in a comic. Uh, I mean, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That's where it Super makes fair, me though. mad, too. Right. right. That's where it's Super really fair, unfortunate. Though. I think that that is a star. Here's the thing. Like, I think it is a Star Wars thing to have backstory and uh, things explained in ancillary material. Like, you know, sure. there were like toys and the RPGs and things in the back in the day that that literally filled out this tapestry. Yeah, filled that was Star Wars. out. If you but... just look at the film, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Keep going, though, with Snoke. Like, what do you need out of the Snoke storyline, if anything? So I think that they will address Snoke. I think that the reason Snoke is potentially not in some of the leaks or things like that is because it won't be a heavy focus or right. perhaps it'll be wrapped into some of the other beats so that when somebody's talking about, you know, from point A to point B, this happens, maybe Snoke is a part of that, but they're not explicitly explaining that in the, in the leak or whatever. So for me, I think Snoke 
is obvious. Well, maybe not obvious, but this is my opinion. He was a part of this contingency, and he's he's linked to Palpatine in some way. Yeah. And I think that they will sort of explain that and have it so that, like, the contingency and all these people that went into the Unknown Regions, and then they find Snoke, and then they start building um, up the armaments of the First Order— I believe in The Rise of Skywalker, Kylo will be sort of going through the things that Snoke knew, and that potentially is what could lead him to Palpatine. Yeah. So in that way, I think that that's, that's sort of where Snoke will, uh, will play in the film, I think. That's, that's a good call, and I think that a lot of people were wondering and comparing the villains of the, the past Star Wars movies. Um, like Snoke didn't, you know, oh, the Emperor didn't really have a lot of backstory in the original trilogy, therefore Snoke is this way. Now, there's there's some truth to that, but the Emperor and the way that Lucas set up the original trilogy is that we knew. Mm. We knew that the Empire has taken over before the Dark Times, before the Empire, right? And that, like, Obi-Wan gave yeah. us some, some crucial backstory in A New Hope. We hear that the Emperor dissolved the Senate, and it's now him. And so it's kind of like, okay, and then we see an Empire that he— was, you know, holding Vader's leash and, and you know, he, Vader's bowing down to the Emperor saying, yes, my master, we have a new enemy, it's Luke Skywalker, go get him. That was enough for me to go off of to accept the Emperor. Yeah. I would say that the reason yeah. Snoke became so frustrating is because, one, we're coming off of that trilogy, not the prequels. We're right. coming off of that trilogy. Mm. Here we are now, and he's just there. And there's no, and here's to my point, what I want more of, the ruling structure of the galaxy never right. got the republic, never got the new republic. It never gets explained. Never gets explained. Never what gets is explained. the governing system yeah. here? Why did the first order rise? Because I see it too. As much as I love these movies, I see how it's just the empire's back. Look, so I want more from that, and I need it from Rise of Skywalker. And it goes back to yeah. what I said up top: is that these are all consequences of going down an unquestionable decision that's coming from George Lucas himself. To quote Freddie Prince, these are George Lucas's words, not mine. Right. Okay? This is not a, an affirmation. This is a validation of a fact. He was told they wanted to do a soft reboot of the franchise. Yeah. So yep. Yep. what that means is that they are disregarding the past reinventing it in a new way to have the same form as it did in episode four, right? In yeah. A New Hope. Yeah. And that has thrown off this entire Star Wars franchise into s- this crazy loop. And that is a valid criticism because yeah. it's yeah. into the storytelling of the thing, which is my bread and butter, which I like to dissect. I like yeah. to look at these things. And so there is some confusion because you're like, wait, what? Like so I Oh, there's a lot of confusion. And I think that that's <laughs> and I think that that goes to a bigger point that we've been talking about a lot, which is that I don't think that this regime at Lucasfilm really knew. They didn't have the proper preparation. It was like, "JJ, yeah, go for it." Yeah. And then yeah. Ryan Johnson, cool. Well, JJ didn't even want to do it, right? I mean, so JJ didn't even want to do it and like Kathy is kind of old school Hollywood and mm-hmm. she's kind of just trying to get big names, right? Big names um, and big and bucks. Look, just, and big she did and that. Big bucks. And look, here's, a, here's my thing, and this is what I want to lobby to you guys. Maybe the final thing that we'll go over or whatever is that, you know, look, I, here's the thing. To be fair to the sequel trilogy, there is potentially the reality that no matter what they did, 
we would have sort of ended up here. It's almost Could like be. the butt end of the greatest trilogy of all time was always maybe going to be lackluster, and you, you maybe wouldn't have got everybody. I think at this point, like for Star Wars fans, you know, Fernandez, you were saying we need a win. I think your win is on the other side of Episode Nine, man. And I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Like I think yeah, yeah. Oh man, we didn't talk about that. Look, um, yeah, we 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 actually gotta we actually gotta. We gotta and wrap it up here. We, 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 we gotta wrap it up. I gotta go to this thing. Uh, can be Kevin moved. Feige, Star Wars. I, I'm telling you, it will. Save yeah. You. Look. Look. Uh, Josh, I I feel like yeah. we didn't even scratch the surface of what we, we can really chat didn't. about. We needed more than an hour, and and we have to wrap it up just a little bit, ten minutes early. But but Josh, uh, hopefully uh, you'll be back on the show. Can I count on you coming back on the show? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I just want to say too that I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. When you guys started this thing, I said, oh wow, like. Yet another Star Wars podcast, right? <laughs> I feel like you guys have got you've you've really carved a space for yourselves in uh in the fandom. Thank and, you. Uh, I think it's awesome. So yeah, I would love to be on again. Appreciate right, look, it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna bring yeah. him on again uh, before the end of the year, before yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker comes out, because I want to talk to you about Kevin Feige. I have a big theory about this that I think I'm right on. Um, that I did a whole show on, so it's so it's, so it's there. And I, and I have the opposite now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really leaning oh, really? into an idea oh, I have yeah. that I think is worthy. Yeah. So Josh, thank you very much, Josh. Uh, Josh Lucas, Den of Nerds. Please go check it out. It's on YouTube. Um, anything else you'd like to plug, Josh? No, I would just say that if people are interested in what the Gray Order is or what's going on with that, um, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm doing a live stream on my channel to talk about it, and also. This Saturday, I'm going to sit down in a live stream with Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers, and I'm, oh, nice. we're literally going to try. Yeah, so we're going to try to hash some stuff out. Uh, I'm actually really grateful to be doing that on Saturday as well. So just I'm glad you stuff, are. Stay, stay yeah, the look, yeah, we yeah. love that. We love this family that we're building. Star Wars Theory, Den of Nerds. I've never met the Geeks or Gamers guy. I'd love, you know, love to meet him. I'd love to expand. The um, the uh, the emissary ish or the ambassador. You. You That's know, all I want to do is expand. Is we just want to enjoy these movies. And if you have an opinion, great. Let's hear it. Let's, let's have a good it. conversation let's about, talk about it. it. You know, and let's get the, on the couch. At the end of the day, just treat each other with respect. That's all I yeah. ask. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Josh, for joining us here. This has been Rula 2, episode 65. Uh, you can get us here every Monday on Collider Video. Please subscribe. Share it with your friends. Yeah. And we will be doing something special for episode 66. We don't know what yet, but yeah. it is episode 66. Episode 66. <laughs> Oda 66. We will be do, do, doing something. Excuse me. And so until next time, we'll see you then. Rise. Napa Know How. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.